0: welcome to Fright night she just goes a little mad sometimes wolfman
1: scars
2: they're coming to get you barbara
1: whatever you do don't fall asleep
2: we have
1: such sights to show you they're all
0: gonna laugh at you are listening to the jersey calls
3: hey everybody hello sydney <laughs>
2: What's up? I'm just gonna take over from now. I think I just no, I, it's mine now. I, I got what's up now.
1: I think I sound like my grandfather after too many smokes <laughs> and whiskeys. Yeah. I I had a voice changer, it's not working. I think Aww. it's cute that you like have this whole
3: like, ooh, I have a surprise, I, oh, have, I have a secret stick. thing.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't gonna be that.
3: Like,
1: <laughs> 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 like you were so devious, like, oh, hang on, I got a thing. And I'm like, it's it's you know what? One. Ghostface isn't coming to visit you tonight. He was gonna, but now he went home, because <laughs> fuck you.
2: <laughs> Good job, Jackie.
1: Yeah, you ruined everything. <laughs> well, needless to say, tonight we're going to cover Scream. Um, Oops. <laughs> it's him, it's Ghostface. <laughs> Ghostface has advanced to texting now. <laughs> he has to be my, like, scary movies. Um, Alright, yeah, you guys want to... Let's jump in. Yeah, let's dive right in. <laughs> let's
2: be diving in. <laughs>
3: 1996, Kevin Williamson's written, Wes Craven directed. A
1: John. Yeah. Wes Craven a, John. It is a Wes Craven John. It is a Wes Craven John. Arguably, to me, a movie that very much goes down in in the history of horror as like a turning point.
3: Absolutely. One of my first notes that I wrote was every decade has the iconic horror movie. In the '60s. We had Psycho and Rosemary's Baby. The 70s gave us The Exorcist and Halloween. In the 80s, we had a slew of the slashers with Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. This, I think, is the go-to iconic 90s horror movie. If we're just going to break it down by decade, Scream is one of the iconics.
2: It's definitely one of the more original things to come out of the 90s. I mean, because basically in the early 90s they were just kind of copying like 80s slasher tropes but they weren't even doing them as well as they used to be because i mean because we we're up to like part 8 9 at this point of the big slasher series so it really didn't have the same punch punch
1: right and and kids like us who grew up on a diet of that shit
0: mm-hmm.
1: knew better and were bored with the tropes i think this was born out of the realization that horror fans were getting smarter because we all grew up with the slasher tropes mm-hmm. and i think this is like a love letter to, to our generation and the movies we grew up on now this was fun fact based on a real life murders uh the gainesville florida ripper in the late 1990s he raped and murdered five students and eight uh eight other people in a small town in florida and that's what like influenced kevin williams's writing of this curse hmm Now,
3: something we talked about uh, before we started to record, which I'll just jump into because I know the suspense is killing Marissa, is that I said that I have arguments against when people say that there was no good horror in the early 90s and this movie coming out in 1996 Really, like, rebirthed horror. I don't deny what this movie means to the genre. And I'm not going to say that the movies that I'm naming are better in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying, personal preference, I don't think that the
1: early 90s were lacking in horror. And I'm going to say that you're out of your bird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what these movies are.
1: And that most of the movies from 1994 and 1995, I would wipe my ass with. Like, I poop on you. Like, they're not good movies. No, horror was not making money at the box office before this movie comes out. I horror do. was not marketed towards our generation, which were kids who were, like, just about starting high school. And, and maybe even a little older and younger. Uh, there's so much nothing shit. The only exception is Wes Craven's New Nightmare.
3: Nothing that you're saying is false. I'm just saying, personal preference, I've got movies, two movies in my hand. What am I picking? So, in 1993... Jason Goes to Hell comes out, and that's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. We've also got Leprechaun coming out. Stop it! <laughs> I'm not saying they better. I'm saying that I would watch them before I watch Scream. I wouldn't watch them. 1994 comes out. We've got Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Amazing. We've got The Crow. We've got not a horror movie. Interview with the Vampire. 1995 comes out, and you can roll your eyes all you want. 1995 comes out demon knight oh
1: my god which you i know can't what? i ahead. literally can't with you go ahead god, give me one, one more good horror movie from 1995 person that we talk with, we that we talk to uh-huh. is on team demon knight <laughs> yeah you're and right no and one one if they with all you. go off of no a one. One and if you. they all go off of a bridge you could go with them but they're still idiots just like you now do you want to hear all of the bullshit movies that came out that time because i've got about five thousand. 5 000 <laughs> well, of course okay. of bullshit but i'm that saying that Leprechaun two and three came out that time. You're not gonna talk about those. So did a buttload of other sequels that nobody gave a shit. There was a Howling Sing. Oh, I'm sorry. I stand corrected. Ice Cream Man with Clint Howard came out that year. oh um, Man. What a fucking what a game breaker. I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were being horror snob tonight. We're gonna shun oh, different
0: genres.
3: Uh, oh. um, you're right.
1: Texas Chainsaw: of The Next Generation came out that year too. What was I thinking? It was
2: it was a bad time. It was
1: a bad time a bad for horror, Jackie. Jack, you didn't I'm me. not saying that this. <laughs> movie isn't exalted above the rest Tales from the Hood came out that year that was a good movie
2: New Nightmare is really good agreed. really good
1: agreed yeah, but the, the I'm rest... I'm the is really saying... good. No, you know what? The Village of the Damned remake came out. That was so good. You <laughs> can laugh. You, you <laughs> I'm can gonna horse all you want. I, I am... I'm not... Listen, I'm not saying that those aren't good movies. I would watch any of those movies. Well, not happily, but I would watch them begrudgingly for you. But I'm just saying that, yes, there were a couple of j- diamonds in the rough, but pound for pound, horror sucked ass in the but early see, 90s. I think that's
0: too
3: harsh. Well, no, I, it's I do not like...
1: think horror sucked ass. Horror
3: was lacking? Yes. Because, yeah, I named, what, six movies out of how many that came out? I'm not denying that fact. I'm just saying that the argument that, like, it was shit, and then suddenly, like, fucking Jesus, Scream comes out of the rock, like, it just, to me, that's bullshit.
2: Well, I think that Scream was a return to, like, more traditional, like, gooey, like, messy horror. Because a lot of the ones that you say, like, either are kind of hokey, like Demon Knight, or... You know, or too fancy, like Interview with a Vampire. Right. Like, it's not what, like, like schlocky horror fans, they want something, like, that's good, but not stupid. And they, that that's balance was yeah. shifting in the stupid direction for a while and oh until God. this came out. It was like, hey, we realize there's a lot of stupid stuff in horror movies. We're going to try and, you know, avoid those uh, dead ends.
1: Yeah, and I think that Wes Craven's New Nightmare very much is the like the the baby sibling of this movie, I don't think Scream exists without him doing the very meta fucking around that he did with New Nightmare. I'm mm. not denying that yeah. New Nightmare is not a brilliant film, but I would also argue that it's part of the fairy tale that lands us with the jesus-like saving of horror that scream became now don't get me wrong i would like to take a big giant dump on a lot of the shit that this fucking movie did for horror because i don't know what you did last summer but i hate you for being an urban legend with bloody mary like i fucking hate most of those fucking teen movies
2: it was the the mystery aspect i think that a lot of people hooked on to when they're because i was thinking about those movies too when i was watching this i was like those came out right after this but what is it i feel like they were all chasing, because Scream has a very, like, Fear Street feel to it.
0: Mm.
2: With, like, oh, my boyfriend's secretly a murderer. Is mm-hmm. he actually a murderer or not? I don't know. We we, we have sex, but it doesn't show or, or tell anything about it. It's just alluded to. Like, it's a very Fear Street feeling movie. So in
3: 1996, we have Scream. We also have The Craft. What do you rent at Blockbuster on Friday night? You can only do one. Scream. Do you go Scream or you go Craft? I would go
2: Craft. I would go Scream, yeah. I think.
1: I love the Craft, too. That's a hard pick. Yeah. But I haven't
2: seen it in a long time. Maybe I don't like it as much as I <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, it holds up. I love it. <coughs> um, See, me, 1996,
3: Scream in one hand, Mary Riley in the other.
1: I'm going <laughs> <on personal. laughs> say stuff just to have that face. Why do there. you say things that hurt me so? Because Malkovich <laughs> Malkovich. You made me
2: Malkovich Malkovich. 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 Malkovich, Malkovich. Isn't Kenneth Branagh in that too?
1: That fucking movie literally I think I took a nap for at least two hours and it still was just going on for another <laughs> four. God damn it Jackie. Wow. Julia Roberts and her awful Oh, oh God, there's nothing redeeming. Go visit our Barry Riley episode where Jackie once again tortures me. Did you <laughs> have to sit through that shit too? Nope. God no. damn it. That um, <laughs> no, was you no. and me, baby. That was our guilty. <laughs> that was guilty pleasure too. God shit. So God I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna double down here on my love of this film and I'm gonna say that fucking opening sequence is one of the best ones in harm. For me. Like, scared the shit out of me then, scares the shit out of me now. I love, love, love Drew Barrymore. I've always had a warm place in my heart for her. I think she plays to the trope of the first girl who gets killed who's slutty and stupid, but also brings a modern take on it where she does know the horror movies, she does make jokes, she's kind of flirty and fun, really fucking graphic. And the scene where she's, like, reaching for her parents gets me. I know you guys were fucking, like, teasing me about that scene, but I think it's effective. I think it really sets the tone. Like, it fucking smacks you in the face with, like, this is Slasher Mm 2.0. This is, like, the new... This is where we're at now. And I think that it's a fucking jarring scene.
2: I think that... That that horror has evolved so much past this though like going back it's not as it's not as easy to appreciate as it was because i saw this in the movie theaters this was this was the first horror movie that i saw in the movie theaters my brother took me to pitman and i was only when did this come out 96 yeah i was not i was like 14 or 15 Like, I was not old enough, but we went to the Pittman movie theater, and they didn't give a shit.
1: Oh, they were carding by me. I remember, not proud to admit this, having to use my fake ID to get
2: it. (laughs) No, they didn't care at all, because it's Pittman movie theater. What?
1: I have a fake ID at fourteen or fifteen years old. Yep, to buy cigarettes and scratches. What the hell in the hood? You got priorities, Jackie.
2: <coughs> we just got the we just got the kids' older brothers, like my friend's older brothers, to buy cigarettes. No, not
1: me. I think I need to be eighteen. It seemed oh, like I'm the too much effort for
2: something that I was only going to use for something stupid. Oh, know? see, yeah, no,
1: I was already well into being addicted to gambling and cigarettes and all kinds of bad things You're by the age of fourteen. You're a wild child. I wasn't. I was just fucking crazy, like lost and crazy, but. Yeah, no, I remember having used my fake ID. Also, fun fact about me, Mm -hmm. this movie is the first time I ever got set up by a date. I will will not name him Javier on this show, (laughs) but fuck him, because he was supposed to be, we were supposed to be on a double date, and my friend, who was way cuter and way more popular than me, her date showed up, and he was like, yeah, your date's not coming. But I was like, fuck you, because I really want to see Scream, so I sat there by myself and watched it. I was like, this kid's not going to fucking break my stride. And I fucking did it. <laughs> fuck off. So fuck you, Javier, if you're listening. Yeah, you you missed out on all of this. Oh, shit, son. <laughs> now I'm going to go get another Witch's Brew. Uh, fun fact um, tonight, we're drinking... What are we drinking? You're drinking scotch. Yeah, yeah. just some sedums. Uh, I'm drinking uh, Witch's Brew. I'm going to make you drink some too, Jackie. I'm full
2: right now. Yeah. So,
1: Witch's Brew. I'll drink some. It's apple cider and uh, buttery salted caramel vodka. I highly recommend it, folks. God, continue.
2: Okay, so I think... The the reason this movie worked is because the the violence in it feels real. It feels like it's not over the top. It's people getting stabbed. There's only that one part when Steve buys it at the very beginning where he's all like gutted and is like you can see his insides a bit, but there's so much blood and goop that you don't really know like it's not too specific. It's not like in like a lot of other horror movies where it's like I'm gonna pull your eyeball out of your skull all cleanly. And I'll right, it toned be sticking it down, yeah.
1: It toned the violence down, but I think in a way but that, it, made it
2: No, it made it yeah. more effective, because if someone really got hurt, it wouldn't be like, nah, it's all pretty and perfect, you know? Oh, look, all of your intestines are perfectly coming out. Like, no, it wouldn't look like that. It would be a horrible mess, and I think they do that really well in this movie. And I'll get into the reason why it hurts the movie later on.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. I think it makes... What I love about this film is that it really creates, like, a moment where we can't go back from here. You can't unsee this level in heart. Like, I feel like they rewrote the rules in a way that really served the genre well. Because basically, like, this is so meta and so self-aware, and they are calling out every trope that we've seen for all these years— but never. But until 1996, we're still perfectly willing to accept. That's why I take issue with movies like Leprechaun, and, because it's all just these fucking stupid tropes being recycled. And once this movie comes out, it makes it so much harder to be a bad trope. And I gotta tip my hat to that. Like I really am glad that Scream exists because a, I think it creates the awareness of the feminist in in horror film. It creates the perfect final girl in Sydney. And it, how dare you! The perfect final girl. She's a pretty good one. I ranked them. I ranked my final girl. She's number two for me. Uh, Let me find my list. Because I I put a lot of thought into it the other night. Yeah, she's in my top five. I think the only person she loses to is Laura
3: Stroke. Garbage list.
1: (laughs) Garbage list. (laughs) Listen, your Heather Langenkamp is on there too, but she's like a a solid two or three. She's not number one. How is she not number one? She was the
2: most...
3: Like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, Non-realistic. Fingers, hand, snap. In, in real,
1: uh, like intuitive. She <laughs> fucking set up booby traps. Booby, that's why I said booby traps. Booby traps. Tra- that's what I said. No, she's great, and and I'm not denying that. But I'm also saying that Sydney was great. No, Sydney was a very. Tra- okay, so here I'll, I'll jump ahead to my argument for why Sydney's so great. She suffers this horrific trauma. Right, she's got a father who, for all intents and purposes, is pretty absentee in her life. She's trying to put her life back together after suffering this horrific thing with her mother. And at no point does she allow herself to be easily victimized by them. That's what they want from her. Is throughout the whole movie, they seek to just make her miserable. At first, she's like, fuck you, fucking around with them on the phone. When she realizes it's real, she's always, she's never afraid to go out and live her life in spite of it. And I think that that's an important arc that her character takes through the whole film series, is battling with demons and being very real about how someone copes with and irons out trauma and trust issues and all that kind of shit. And at the end of the day, yes, she is saved by another female, which I'm okay with because it is another female character, but she very much is very aware of what's stupid and what's not. And when she's acting, she's like, act- she puts on the fucking ghost face and goes after them. That's so badass. That's like,
2: pretty badass.
1: Like, that's fucking hardcore. You're in the middle of these two guys trying to kill you. They, they killed all your friends, and you're gonna be like, fuck you, I'm gonna put on the fucking mask and fuck with you now. That's pretty hardcore.
3: That is. I put her above Lori. Oh, really? I don't know, it's hard. <clears throat> See, I feel, no no offense to Jamie Lee Curtis and Lori hey. Strode, but I feel like she often tops these final girl lists because she was one of the first. And I don't think that's quite fair.
2: I don't know if I have a appreciation for final girls at all. What? Yeah. It's the most anti-Jersey ghouls
1: thing you've ever done. I'm sorry. It's okay,
2: I love you anyway. No, it's just that the horror isn't about, you know, beating it for me. So I'm like, oh, they're lucky. So that's just how I feel about them. I'm oh, like, that's oh, interesting. That's good that they survived, but like, they're in a, like, nigh-impossible situation to when they got out, and I'm happy for them, but like, that's it. Like, yeah. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of disconnected from any character in a horror wow. movie.
3: Like, at least Sydney. And Nancy, like, <coughs> fought for their final girl status. Mm-hmm. I think that Laurie Strode kind of like <clears throat> got, like you were saying, got lucky. Like she didn't like she she had the she wherewithal to grab the knitting needles. You know, mm-hmm. like she she
1: did fight back she, a she bit. She got the kids out, but at the end of the day, she's the best babysitter ever. Yeah, because she protects the kids, which is a huge. But life. yeah, I feel like she gets topped at the
3: list because like I said because she's, more of, maybe, she's one of the and,
1: and maybe I'm guilty of putting all the other mythology into it too which maybe isn't mm-hmm. fair of me um, because I think in the new Halloween what makes it so brilliant is how her arc as a final girl see I, I find it interesting that you said that you're completely disconnected for me These movies only work with a final girl if I'm literally rooting for them and they're a character I give. Like, I like Sydney. I feel like I would have liked her then. When I was a kid, I wanted to hang out with her and her group of friends. Mm -hmm. Even Rose McGowan with her fucking braless fucking sweater. And I wanted to be friends with her. And now when I look at her, I'm like, that's the kind of kid I want. You know, like, she's tough, she's smart, she's funny. She's a good kid. And I root for her. And I want them all to be okay. I like her group of friends. I like the nerdy... The Minority Movie Story maybe, Kid, come
2: on, Maybe, maybe nice. it's yeah. just like maybe it's just like a, a protective thing where I'm like, ah, like I, I can't care about any of these people because they're all just like going to die anyway. So like I never really connect to any characters in a horror movie oh, that's so unless unless they play like the realism aspect up hard. That, that then I'll connect, but in, in most horror movies I'm like, you are Ken Fodder. You will get destroyed at one point, point. and if you survive, I'm like, good job, you did it. But I'm not like. I don't know. There's there's not any extra meaning there for me.
1: Yeah, see, I don't know. I think I get emotionally bound to so many characters, and I often like mark how much I like the movie based on how much I like find myself putting myself in their shoes, and like, and especially with Final Girls, I think I don't maybe it's a gender thing. I don't know, but I feel maybe. like I'm always hardcore rooting for the Final Girl.
2: There's no there's no Final Guy really, so maybe that's part of it. You mean like in
1: the history of horror?
2: I mean it's it's hard to think of
1: That's because I, and I hate to say it's because, this, but it's because, because the women are, are victims. A, yeah, like we live in a yeah, society no, where it. women are victims. So
3: and men are aggressors. And the one time that I can think of off the top of my head where there is a final boy is Nightmare on Elm Street too.
2: Yeah. There and you go. and then he gets saved by by a girl anyway, so Very true. Um I think another problem is that a lot of these movies that have the final girl are parts of long series and I'm like, he didn't do shit. So, like, I'm not <laughs> really, like, that, like, until what they're, I was like, yeah, good job, you pushed him over, congratulations, he'll be back next movie, <laughs> and he'll kill another 20 people.
1: So, in, in a book about Scream, an author called Valerie, we said that, and I thought this was interesting, I wanted to throw it out at you guys, that this film is um, postmodern, in that it is about slashers as much as it is a slasher film, mm. and that that becomes the epitome of meta, that moving forward always is the epitome of meta, in horror.
3: Um, One of my favorite things about this movie is that there is that chunk at the end, toward the end, not the very end, but there's the chunk at the end of the movie where it is uh, what's the word? It's like pretty much side by side with Halloween. From the music that's playing at the right time to the things happening on the screen Mm -hmm. in Halloween are happening in Scream.
2: Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like play, right. I
3: love that is one of my favorite things about this movie is how they paired the two movies simultaneously playing together and how it worked.
2: It just I just wish that uh Jamie Kennedy wasn't on the couch screaming about it the whole time. <laughs> uh, I thought that was you know? funny.
1: I think this movie does comedy well.
2: I feel like, like I laugh at this Okay, movie. so this is coming back to what I said earlier. I feel like the comedy in this movie makes the 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 realistic gore not is like it makes it, there's a weird like dissonance there because everyone in this movie is so goofy and then it's also very like horrifying like people getting murdered and like not over the top just like very like ugh ways like you get stabbed and it looks like you actually got stabbed you know
1: Oh, I don't know. I I think the the juxtaposing of the comedy with this, like, very realistic, gory horror makes the horror more effective for me somehow. Because it's like, they are very, somehow, like, innocent and sweet and silly. And then all of a sudden, it's so shocking. And I think it was in the 1996 pre-Columbine, pre-September 11th world, what these kids did jarred me. Like, I was like, oh my god, they're high school kids like me. They just did all this fucked up shit. Like, it was jarring. And I also think that, like, we this is such a fascinating snapshot of our generation coming up into our own because this is these are baby boomer kids these are kids that are the first generation to be entrenched in technology which i think plays into the movie really powerfully with the way they use the cell phones and the voice changers and all this bullshit um and i think it's the first generation that has access to the media 24/7 i think the way that they kind of play around with like tricking her about her dad and all that shit like it, it's so aware of how our generation is going to be a turning point in like not only cinema history but just in as a generation in general like we're the last generation who remembers the world before cell phones and the internet mm-hmm. and we were the generation that came up with it we were the first generation to be raised with this shit and this film to me is also a great timestamp stamp of that moment right that perfect little moment right before we saw every fucking terrible side effect of how we were raised because, like, literally, this, like, the, the mid-90s to me is this beautiful snapshot moment where Clinton's in, we're feeling good, everything's going okay, and then everything goes to pot soon thereafter. And we, we like, we have two worlds. We have the post-9-11 world and the pre-9-11 world. This is pre-9-11. This is really gory, realistic horror for the sake of not torture porn, but for the sake of, like... This is making your generation. It, making you
2: feel it. You exactly, like exactly. Like, when people get stabbed in this movie, I remember watching this movie yeah. in the theaters, when people got stabbed, like, you could you could feel it. It wasn't like watching, like, Jason punch someone's head off, what? or it's like, ah, oh, that's a funny gag. It was like, ooh, like yeah, I could right. get stabbed like that. Yeah, and you know? the editing
1: the audio editing, the film editing, everything mm-hmm. in this film and speaking of audio, we gotta talk about the soundtracks because it's fucking awesome. But
2: uh-huh. um Can I point out something? Yeah. I think I would like this better if they weren't a bunch of rich kids. Did you see Sydney's house? Yeah, it was pretty good. That is the most gorgeous house I've <laughs> ever seen in my entire life. It like it has this ridiculous view of the valley behind it. It's got multiple floors of deck you to chill out on like there's multiple tables on that deck like i'm um, jesus christ what's her dad do
1: mm, i don't know i don't know business it's tied, <laughs> tied
2: to rolly chairs
1: <laughs> um also she does fuck her boyfriend and she still does. lives that's a yeah, great like yeah. fuck you to the trope of the virginal trope which i love um you're right they are really wealthy even what's-her-face's house when she throws that party that's a mm-hmm. fucking Tato. sick part Better, yeah yeah, yeah. That's a fucking sick party.
2: We talked about Henry Winkler and how much he loves his children. They <laughs> go to school. Your principal loves you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah, I fucking love his cameo in this movie. Oh. I like when he puts the mask on and he's like, <laughs> 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 "Why would that be me?"
2: <laughs> I love that they gave him enough time to like be fun and goofy yes. and, and like not just be like, "Hey, it's the Ponds," and then he's gone. You know, yeah. like I'm glad that he got like a little bit. He was he was one of the you know the one of the suspects. Pretty much. Oh, yeah, With the that's way he, true. He gripped up the kid, those kids at that one point. And you're like, wait a minute, was it the principal? We all know it wasn't the principal. And then Deputy the Dewey.
1: Like, I uh, love Dewey. Yeah, I love that character. Um,
2: Billy's definitely a psycho from minute one in this movie, though. He comes over to his girlfriend's house in the middle of the night to talk about how they haven't banged yet by sneaking into her window. He oh, like, see, I
1: just assumed that was what kids did in the burbs. <laughs> No, you never. know, there would be there, would be there would
2: be some kind of pretense that would lead to banging. You wouldn't just be like, "Hey, I haven't touched your boobies enough. This is bullshit. I thought we were in a relationship." <laughs>
1: That was such a that's another trope though. Isn't it like a night early 90s, late 80s trope where the guy just fucking guilts the girl into having sex or just rapes her out? But ever. I mean that's all he
2: does. He literally just comes in like, hey, just popping by to try and force you to have sex with me, even though I wasn't even in the same room as you. I had to sneak into your house. Oh, I thought it was I <laughs> thought that was very, part of the meta. <laughs> it's very I don't like it's very awkward to me. I'm like, and then she says at one point that she wishes she was like a Meg Ryan movie, and I don't know what that means.
1: What? When she goes, Met Sally she,
2: I know, but she goes from Meg Ryan to porno. Like those two things are the same, or at least within the same ballpark. Meg Ryan did
1: not do porno.
2: <laughs> did not do any sex scenes <laughs> but ever. I'm really movie. hoping
1: that you she's, were going to go
2: there when she decides to have sex with her boyfriend. She's like, "Oh, I wish, I wish I was more like a Meg Ryan movie, or maybe a good porno." Did she say
3: that just because like Meg Ryan does a lot of
1: like romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's super weird. and I,
2: I don't get know, weird. it. <laughs> weird. I'm like Meg Ryan.
1: What? Well, it's. I feel like Kevin Williamson's writing can be a little heavy handed, right. like sometimes, right? Mm. Like a little cringy. Yeah, that's fair. That's it. That's um, all I got. I love. So I love Courtney Cox's. Film, like role in this film. I love the, the bitchy uh, newscaster and I love the dynamic between her and her husband, then ex-husband David Arquette. Um, and I really, I don't know, I think this movie's really well done. I think there's, I, I remember not knowing who, who did it. I remember being floored that there were two of them.
3: Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Matthew Willard?
1: Oh, can I dream about Matthew Willard?
3: <laughs> <laughs> can you? Have you? Are yeah. we right now? Yes. Um, he is a treasure. Oh, God! What treasure. I love is, and I've heard this from multiple people at different times, like completely separate of each other, that he loves his fans and is one of the nicest people to meet at conventions. Yeah, and he's like, still so hot. Oh, he's gorgeous. One, two behind me. Stop yeah, God. like so it.
1: hot. I would definitely, I would even, even get arrested. Even his
3: like weird little like fake dreads from Hackers.
1: Oh, I don't yeah, even exactly. start on hackers. I'm,
3: I'm oh my god, I would do more than that. I'd, I'd do the worm and the virus. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: thousand, die. I'm picking up what you're putting down.
2: You guys have zero cool. <laughs> when Crash did I ever and have bird? Cool yeah. No, that's the
1: name of the guy. Crash and burn. Crash and we, burn. We we kept the joke Dude, going. worm and a virus. Plot diggers. Yeah. Don't pretend I don't know. Crash and burn. <laughs> Um. yeah dude that movie oh god I don't know who I wanted to bang more I was very confused for a moment because between, is... oh I was going to say Angelina Jolie in that movie yeah, yeah. Never had a yeah. between Angelina Jolie. Jolie in that and Girl Interrupted and Johnny Lee and Matthew Lillard I was confused for a couple years in the 90s I'm not going to lie <laughs> I've never had a thing for Angelina Jolie oh really I don't anymore like now she's just grimy to me and old like me <laughs> you know making
2: out your brother will do that
1: Oh yeah, she did do some weird yeah.
2: shit. And then, she but had, you have like, and then she was married during to Billy Bob and they had each other's blood around necks. But you have
1: to admit, during Girl Interrupted, uh, Hackers, Gia, know. those movies were you, fucking hot.
2: You don't need to convince me. <laughs>
1: they, I don't feel like I'm I should have I'm alive and
2: I'm male. I'm probably going to think Angelina Jolie is odd.
1: Right. Like, I'm just saying. I, I I know an attractive woman when I see one.
2: Um, oh. Another thing that annoyed me about this movie, just plot wise, when she gets attacked in the bathroom, mm-hmm. they're totally trapped in the bathroom. All she has to do is hold her back against the door and be like, He's in here, let's go! Because there's a lady right down the hall and she just peaces out. She's like, Bye! Oh, when, when they're in a- the school? Well, Yeah, when she gets attacked in the school in the bathroom. Oh, what
1: the fuck? Oh, he's very here! Gets-
2: she gets, she gets past them. There's people in the hallway, and she just dips.
1: That's what I would do. I would well dip too. You would, also, you as a teacher, say the
2: murderer is right there.
1: And also, as a teacher, fun fact in the hallway: see no evil, here, no evil, dude. Like it has to be a kid, literally right in front of me, dying for me. Like I am literally like blinders. You, this in is hallways. not
2: like a normal situation. It's a bunch of privileged, even rich more, kids. Even
1: more reason why like, like, principal shuts
2: down the school just because of this happening.
1: Do you know how much paperwork there is if you're that teacher? No, thank you.
2: Stop giving them <laughs> excuses. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I fucking
1: love this movie. They're only like,
2: they're all, like the third it. floor of this school. There's no way they could escape from the bathroom. All she needs to do is block that door and be like, I got these in there. Let's go. And she's already proved herself to be a badass at that point. She's already been attacked. True. So it's dumb. And I hate it. And that scene shouldn't be in the movie at oh. the end. There what I
3: like about that scene is what I'm assuming is a nod to Heather's because when the cheerleader is, like, going on her rant about her, mm-hmm. and she says teen suicide is out this year.
1: Yeah. I took that as
3: a nod to, to Heather's. To Heather's, yeah.
1: And I'd lo- I really love that. The other thing we need to talk about is the marketing they did for these movies, because Williamson was nothing if not a fucking genius when it came to this shit. Because he created, like, he very much tricked us as the MTV generation into loving this film. This was the first horror movie that, um premiered and promoed on MTV like after school and they actually gave out screen masks at the premieres of the movies and they literally would show the videos on MTV and then have the cast there talking about the movie and that wasn't a thing like with all these movies you talk about being great you're right but he very cleverly roped teenagers into horror in a way that, in my humble opinion, we hadn't
2: seen since the early eighties. I think I think that was a big reason why this did well. It's because they were smart about well, no teenagers, no teenagers were not caring about horror movies. When I was in high school, I had to like try and get my friends to watch horror movies, and they just thought it was dumb. Same I put on Evil Dead Two, and they didn't even like that. What the hell's wrong with people? You don't like Evil Dead Two? Who the
1: fuck were you hanging out with? A bunch of
2: dickheads, I guess, see, I don't know. You should
1: have been like me and just did it alone. I'm like sitting there watching
2: <laughs> the movie and the middle part, like, this is me. I'm like Jamie Kennedy. I'm like, oh, this, this part, is this part, and everyone's like, I too. don't care.
1: He's definitely the character I see. I'm gonna go make most. out
2: with someone upstairs instead of worrying about your evil dead movie. I'm like, you
1: suck! Oh my god, the scene where Randy gives the rules. Yeah, I love, what an
3: iconic scene. So good. And yeah. he's spot on. Oh, he's absolutely spot on.
2: Yeah, I think I like, I think I like a lot of the things in this movie divorced from the context of this movie i think i feel like looking at like the whole thing together it doesn't really doesn't really mesh in my head but i do like i do like a lot of aspects of this movie
1: so i i i love no i still love the movie i think for me personally it really holds up um I also think that, like, it it brings a nostalgia for me. I'm blinded by my my nostalgia, but I'm gonna defend the importance of this film and horror history to to the death, because even, like, the way they tethered the soundtracks for the first movie and the second movie, I know that Creed was the big hit for the second one. I mean, they had Nick the bad seats for this one. But, um... Like the way they did, like Tower Records, Scream Extravaganza. It's like I remember living outside New York and being like, "Oh my god, I gotta go to those events!" Like it was all so brilliant. It was so teen. It was so like Dawson's Creek era. Like my so-called life-loving fuckers, like ourselves, all fucking ate this shit up. And yeah. I and I'm gonna say something even more scandalous. I think the second movie is really good too. The third one gets a little, a little, you know, dicey. Yeah. And I will also say I love four. I thought four was pretty good. I think they took a good swing at okay. Now let's see what we've done twenty years later. You know what I mean? Like thirty years later, actually. So I don't know. I, I think this series is really important. Listen, that uh, the school's out cover uh, is it a cover or the original? I don't remember now. I have no
2: idea. The the, the no, I don't remember any.
1: Music. Red right hand still scares me to this fucking day. Like if I hear that song, I'm assuming I'm getting murdered. Just me? You guys, I don't what, really
2: what know
1: what the saw? soundtrack. The, the, the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. The Red Rat that's,
2: that's why my brother listens to Nick
1: Cave. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. Maybe it was I like... Don't know. I don't know. Re, like, Republica was on that CD. Like, the soundtrack. I, I remember owning okay, the okay, soundtrack.
2: Um, there was one song I knew. Uh, what is that? Elastica or something? Yeah, Elastica was on about? there. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I just, like, would like to put a moment in uh, Put a pen in here. Because usually, you guys are talking music. I have no idea what the fuck anybody's talking about this is the one time where I know the music and everybody else does and I'm really excited <laughs> Red Right Hand is so big it was in the X-Files it was in this it was in tons of movies and then for Scream 2 the what if you live that was a big huge hit and fucking Creed I hate Creed um had a giant hit because of the fucking soundtrack and the movies very much were built around these soundtracks too because Kevin Williamson built music into all this stuff like Dawson's Creek had awesome songs in it all the time yeah mm-hmm. oh, especially I, went. I
0: went. <laughs>
2: um i you know what I'll, i'll 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 give you that the first movie in the series was important and horror needed that 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 shot in the arm yeah to to really like make it work for another generation of movie viewers but i don't know i have no love for the sequels and i've tried to love all of them and none of them none of them get me i think because this one is so like cemented in time and it's, it was, like, it was, I don't know. It was the first horror movie I saw in the movie theaters. So it's... That's interesting. It's, it, it stands out in my in my memory. And the other ones, are they're fine. They're fine. But, I mean, they, the The opening they, of the
1: second one scares the pantalones off of me, too. The yeah. The
2: movie theater?
1: Jada right. Pinkett? Mm-hmm. No, that didn't scare. Mm, i was scared because i saw it in the movies and i was like oh shit or oh, maybe people wearing in my movies scream right and like people were <laughs> wearing do you guys didn't remember seeing scream no, 2 in the, and the movies I saw 2 in the and movies. people were fucking everywhere with scream masks on and it was fucking creepy and people were running down the aisles that shit was fucking meta like sitting in the movie and like people running around with scream masks while somebody's getting murdered by somebody to i almost put my pants I think I got stood up for that one too. Maybe I don't remember. It was all, it was all unclear. Oh, I mean, no. or, may, or maybe it was an imaginary boyfriend. Who knows? The other,
3: the other thing that uh, we can thank this movie for that I'm really happy that exists is the first uh, scary movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: that's another thing. This kicked off like the, the parody movies. Yeah. It definitely did. This yeah.
3: this picked up where like National Lampoon left off mm-hmm. with a very modern young spin in in the wayans brothers the wayans family bringing it to the table and like the first scary movie actually the second no, i love like, the, sec- the second, second scary movie is, is the best there. one because because of, <laughs> of chris what's his uh
0: elliot,
3: elliot. elliot watch out for my family hold on to my straw, <laughs> no
2: there's chris elliot and david cross are both amazing in this movie yes yeah <laughs> so good.
1: Chris is trying to stroke me with his strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: fucking love that movie, uh, and
1: I love it more than the first one, admittedly. Yeah, oh, the first and, one's and, really and
2: good. Tim Curry's in it too. That's yeah. right, Tim
1: Curry is yeah. in
2: it. The scary movie two is better than scary Have movie Have
1: you guys movie. watched Scary Movie recently? Because I gotta tell you, the jokes are kind of cringy and don't stand oh, up. Oh, I'm, sure I'm sure
2: they are. That's and why it I'm
1: breaks I'm my heart, right? Not- <laughs>
2: i'm not beholden to my nostalgia whatsoever Uh, i i do not go back to a lot of things because i know (laughs) i know there was a place and there was a time and And it is is no longer that place or time and it could still be funny but it's not gonna be the same (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna think about jokes differently you're gonna get the references you didn't get before but it's gonna make things seem like oh you know, like, yeah, it's Yeah, it was. It's it was
1: upsetting. I wish I could take back and watch it. Like, a couple of weeks ago, we were, like, flipping through it. I was like, dude, remember how funny this movie is? Let's watch it. We were both like, oh, that's no. unfortunate. Like, I feel bad <laughs> laughing. <laughs> like, it was, like, cringy, And I'm devastated. Two still holds up. Even in spite of the cringe, I still laugh. Hysterically, a chrysallian.
2: I think two is more of a funny movie and less of a like direct parody of yeah, anything. Agreed, because it's kind of reaching all over the place. There's like a Charlie's Angels part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was a hot stuff. mess. Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a disaster, but that's yeah. why it's great. Where yeah, the first True. one was really just doing Scream, doing
3: Scream, and the second one was trying to do House on Haunted Hill.
2: Kind, yeah. of. Kind, kind, of. Of. kind of,
3: yeah, kind of. Although one of my the the one note that I wrote is one of my favorite parts of scary movie is when. They're mimicking the scene from Scream when Tatum goes in the garage to get the beers mm-hmm. and she dies in scary movie. When she drops the beer, and she's like, oh, no, you scared me, horsey. <laughs> and then it's just a horse. like horsey, like, no, you scared me. It's yeah, like, first like, there's a cat or something. And then <laughs> yeah. the, the horsey, now you
1: scared me. <laughs> that, well, can we just also say that Tatum's that this fucking stupid? i will give you that one like well i read on the internet
3: that they had to like rig her into it because technically she was so small she could have easily yeah. gotten out that door
1: i'm like
2: looking i'm like yeah See, her a boots hole. are kind of big but <laughs> she's definitely not yeah. trying to get through there yeah, they
3: said that she was small they, they, i read that like she kept trying quote-unquote to escape and escaping and they had to like tack her shirt in a certain so way to stuck. it, so she got stuck. Hysterical. And, yeah, because she was so trying to My fat
1: ass would have gotten stuck I real yeah. good like that. That's a
3: girl from Scary Movie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the fat ass that can't get <laughs> out. Here, like, Wait, face. Face. like, why? Why would I ever think I could get I would, out? I would, see, I would also, keep it real.
2: <laughs> also, there's no way that garage door would even come close to closing and crushing someone into it. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: That thing would oh, that I thing know. would
2: break. That thing would super break.
3: <laughs> Most garage doors, too, do have sensors. Well, yeah. in 96,
1: so. maybe they didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, okay. They did. I didn't have a garage in
2: 96. What do I look like,
1: the Rockefellers?
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I was in a hunt
1: smoking, smoking Lucy's at age 14. Lucy's. Two <laughs> <Doing> scratchy tickets.
2: <laughs> Lucy's and Scratchy's.
1: I swear I was like the only person in the world who got a fake ID to be 18. But I wasn't even, like, oh, God, what a loser I was. And then I wonder why I got stood up at the movies.
2: <laughs> no, we would just steal the butts out of my friend's dad's cigarette ashtray. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> that was when we were, like, 13. you you so like When gross. you're getting fake IDs, we were just like, oh, let's just try it. Jackie's face, though. Oh,
1: Sorry. You, I'm trying to think if I ever... I used to steal my, my grandparents' butt, like yeah, their butts. like get the sometimes. butts. Get the Once butts. in a balloon. But they smoked paw balls, so...
2: And I mean, (laughs) like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't like, man, I need this. It was just, we were being rebellious, like, little shithead kids. It wasn't until I was, like, 16 that I I was like, man, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to smoke cigarettes.
3: I think when I was 13, I took a puff of a cigarette. Like, I think a group of us, like, got together and, like. It was Virginia Slip. No, it was. (laughs) Like, one of my friends, one of my friends stole, like, one of their mom's cigarettes. And it was, like, one of those, like, lollipop stick kind of cigarettes. And Mm -hmm. we all took a puff off of it. And I was like. So bad, and, I and, then, <laughs> I tried, and then I turned <laughs> eighteen and went to college, and like, uh, there was a boy I liked, and he smoked cigarettes. So I went outside to smoke cigarettes when he did, and he's like, "Do you smoke?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, so, totally. And that's why I started <laughs> smoking. Because that's kind
2: of kinda, that's kinda what happened to me. I, I worked at Heritage, is all the people that I thought were cool smoked cigarettes and were like, "Yeah, I totally <laughs> smoke." Because I, I definitely smoked cigarettes at that point, but I wasn't buying cigarettes because I wanted them. I was just trying to be cool. Way to go. Yeah, to go. it was,
1: I started smoking them because I was like, well, I'm probably already addicted anyway from living in a house with <laughs> chain smokers. This just feels like the organic next step. But I think we same thing, I was working at a Burger King and boy, did we smoke like chimneys in the Burger King. Ah, thems were the days. It's an
2: excuse not to work. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: seriously. And everyone, oh, yeah, we gotta right. go have a snake Yeah.
2: Plus, plus, in Heritage, you could smoke in there too. Yeah. And just go into the manager's then office for and the smoke days, cigarettes. bro.
1: Remember when you just smoke inside? Roll a blunt
2: in the in the back of Heritage's. Oh,
3: well, that took a
1: turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> this has escalated
0: quickly.
2: <laughs> you don't want to know. Heritage's didn't have cameras. We did everything that we could get away with. Wow. Heritage's companies coming after us. We had employees at Heritage's that would do their shopping. Shopping oh, no. <laughs> at the end of the ship and I'm like, "Oh, like guess large, the inventory's large. fucked up. Not my problem. I don't
1: care." We were such a holes. We just we had a fucking like thousands of dollars worth of DVDs would go missing, it. and uh, like fucking Scooby and Shaggy, Jackie O. You know? What the fuck is going on? Never once did we suspect the stupid fucking piece of shit manager who was literally embezzling all this money in all these fucking movies. Because you and I were like, "What could be going wrong?" What is happening here? Yeah, this is so idle. Let me help you take that box to your car. Yeah, party, we used gosh. to
0: literally, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was full. Literally, of help TV. her. And never once did we think. This woman's obviously stealing from the company. No, no we just it's fucking, your boss. Your boss if right, you're wrong. 19, you're like, my Dumb. boss is up, right. You're so stupid. And I would, I would like literally and then I would count the the money at the end of the night would be like hundreds of dollars short. And I'd be like, what the hell went no, wrong? Yeah, like, duh Listen, oh, kids God, are stupid, so
2: stupid as hell. Yeah. We Dumb as hell. Until you're like in like reaching like thirty, you're a dumbass. I'm, no, yeah. you your I'm sorry to all your viewers. Yeah, your brain isn't fully exhausted. I'm sorry. You still some, got soft spots. Do some research. <laughs> your brain is mushy until you're like thirty years old. Deal no. with
1: it. And then by the time you make it to thirty, all the drugs and alcohol you've done make your brain stay mushy. So yep. you have to lose-lose. It's, it's a lose lose. It's a lose lose. You might as
2: well just give up now. More, you know. Oh no! Keep trying. No, good? Yeah, do more. What do we know? Believe in yourself. Yeah. I, I mean, go for it. Reach for the stars. You. Jackie
3: believes in you. Marissa says, was, can't, give up. Yeah, no. Marissa says, she's part of can't kill yourself. I'm over here. Trust. I can't kill yourself. You are. She Oh my god. Full of
1: fam. I don't
2: think you need, need to kill yourself. I think you just need to accept your stupid left, shit. Right?
1: No. <laughs> Listen
2: to either one of them. No, 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 listen to me.
1: I can live with that, Nate. I can live with Do that. Do not
2: give yourself the benefit of the doubt when you're in your twenties. No, you're no, like, this you're is so probably stupid. the right choice. No, it's probably the wrong choice.
1: Dude, PSA free of charge from the Jersey Ghouls. No, no, <laughs> Don't put my fucking name on
2: your desk. <laughs> I thing.
1: didn't say kill them, I just said they're
2: stupid. That's why people in their twenties have more fun, because they've so no fun. one no one trying to stop <laughs> them and their own brain isn't trying to stop right? them because they're dumbass. And most of
1: them and you don't have kids yet. Yep. All those things make you very Enjoy
2: those so 20s, everyone. Oh,
1: amen. In there. <laughs> amen. What? You're, you're good enough. You're smart enough.
3: <laughs> and gosh darn it, people like
1: you.
3: <laughs> oh, Jackie <laughs> no. from the Jersey Ghouls supports you and knows that you can do it. Reach for the stars, guys.
1: Just know <laughs> that you're probably going to fail. And just be okay with the mediocrity that your life will become, and you know with that movie Groundhog Day. That's going to be your life soon. So you might like every day you wake up. It's the same fucking thing. So you might as well just own it.
2: I say. I say take advantage while your body hasn't fallen apart.
1: Ooh, good call.
2: <laughs> to just go fucking nuts. with yeah, it, you every know? you know, you're I, I, on borrowed time. Okay, <laughs> go
1: do more. Go do more bad things because you think you're doing bad things but now when I look back I'm like I should do more bad
2: things. Yeah, but but just realize you're a dumbass. That's right, all right. Saying. Do them knowing. Do, do the dumb things but know that you're dumb.
1: Yeah. Dude, we should have a life advice podcast, Nate. We're really good at this.
2: Yeah, everyone should listen to me for life advice.
1: <laughs> and me. Jesus, couldn't think of two worse people for people taking cuts from than us. It's
2: great, I'm right though. Fuck you. <laughs> we both sit here <laughs> and like
1: our drinks and our heads. I like, can't yeah, fuck <laughs> that. But I'm telling you, two coming next month, <laughs> <laughs> like life, like, two with Nate. You know, uh, on, on that note,
3: I think we can we can wrap this one up. I think so too. I think I don't I don't have anything else of of. I'm looking. I don't I'm think looking. I have
1: anything else, actually, at all. Not even, oh, no. Uh, I have one more. What's that? F, Mary kill. Stu, the characters, not the people. Billy, and uh, Randy. Uh, matters Stu, no doubt. <laughs> In spite of the fact that he's- He's a murderer? Yeah, arguably the most psychotic of them.
2: I. Well, said, now, Billy. No, he. No, no. no I'd say Stu is more psychotic because he doesn't even have a dog in his face. He's just like, yeah. Billy said he was going to do it. <laughs> so I'll do it too. Could be really cheap. Can we really Hi, deep? I'm, I'm go back? The dribble. Right.
3: My parents are going to be so yeah. mad at me. Yeah, he's a
1: dumbass. I love like, when he's they like were. drooling. Like, it's going to be a scream. And he's like fucking drool
3: everywhere. It's fucking awesome. I love, oh God, he's so amazing. No, I hand up. I marry still. Okay. I marry
1: still. F, Billy, um, kill Randy.
3: See, discount Johnny Depp doesn't do it for me. No offense to Skeet Ulrich, but he's this. Now he's never going to be on the
2: show. I would, I would marry Jamie Kennedy. Agreed. Fuck do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, fuck Stu. Me too. And then and kill, kill Skeet yeah.
1: or I would probably. Okay. I, I
3: Sorry, would, Skeet. Yeah, no, I kill
1: Billy. Look, well, Skeet's hot now. He's well. not like the old man, hot huh, guy.
3: He is starting to kind of look like my brother, and it's creeping me out. Mm. But he's always been like discount Johnny Depp to me. Yeah, no, so I'm with you. I would marry I, Randy. I marry. I fuck Randy. Yeah. I marry Stu, and I kill Billy. I can live with that. Yeah. So, so that about wraps it up. We hope you guys have enjoyed our episode mm-hmm. on Scream. Um, I'm assuming that we've all seen it. You've all seen it. Like it's kind of ridiculous if you haven't seen it. And we're going to say that if you haven't seen it, turn the podcast off. Go watch it. A little late for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, check us out on the internet. Come find us. Talk to us. Like us. Love us. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye
0: bye. network.